governor. The podcast that has scientifically proven that, yes, it is possible to stick Anthony Fantano's head inside your ass. Hello and welcome to another episode of Welcome to the Podcast. I'm Abdullah. I'm Tom. And the podcast about everything and nothing. Um, yeah, it's it's the beginning of December, and that usually means one thing. Can you guess what that means? Um, leading up to Christmas. That and pretty much catch-up month for everyone for the entertainment industry, because fuck yeah. all has been, is gonna come out in December, because it, usually it's that month where everyone just says, okay, it's the final month of the year, we're not gonna do shit, everyone's away on holiday, you know, uh, you can play catch-up if you want. So, excuse us if, if, if we didn't cover any, usually it's just, basically what I'm saying is this is gonna be an excuse for me to cover cover stories I did not cover last month or the couple months before that that we didn't talk about. So if if, mm-hmm. if if in upcoming episodes we talk about stuff that already happened, now you know why. Yeah, definitely. And and with that being said, one good thing about December already is like we're we got a new DuckTales episode. I did mention we might get something around around about Christmas time and sure enough we did. And quite honestly, it was okay. <laughs> Yeah, it was a decent <laughs> episode, I would say. Um, nothing mind-blowing, but it was a fun, decent episode. It's probably the best way I can put it. Um, honestly, I thought... Um... I really wanted to like this episode. I, I think that it was a good episode that, that was held, that, that could have been a great episode, but it was held back by a bunch of really stupid decisions that honestly shouldn't be, shouldn't have been made in this show. But considering that, that I'm pretty sure this, this episode was written probably like one of, I, I can tell, I can tell like this episode was, was one of the first, um, first couple of, um, first couple of episodes that were written in the script. Uh, or uh, development, because I can tell, like, by this episode that they're trying to, to, um, what was it? Uh, trying to, uh, get, 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 uh, how, get how the characters are talking. Uh, ah, shit. I try to get, like, the, the feel of the show. Yeah. Okay, can, 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 have you, have you noticed that? Because, because I noticed, like, with the launchpad humor, it was kind of meh compared to the, the other episodes, because the other episodes, it was really funny. I mean, Launchpad was really funny, but here he was like kind of meh, which made me believe it, that which made me believe that this was like an episode that was like written early into production, like one of the feels, first couple of episodes that were written into production. It feels as if he was bumbling through the whole entire episode. Oh wait, he was. <laughs> I know, and I think yeah. that that's the reason I bring that up is because it's easily the weakest part of the entire episode. Now, a uh, basic plot of the episode, the episode is, of course, uh, Mount Neverest, the something-something Mount Neverest, and it's an adventure episode, which, again, it feels, I don't know, I think out of all the episodes we've gotten so far, this one feel, this and the Mummy episode feel more like the, more like classic DuckTales than, um, previous episodes in the series. Would you agree yeah. with that? Yeah, I would agree with that, yeah. I would totally agree with that. I think that the flow of the narrative was more adventurous than the previous episodes have been, and it served its purpose to what it needs to be, and it was a enjoyable episode. <laughs> not least, does it have its problem? Well, yeah, but it, I think it was overall not bad. I, I think, I think, yeah, and, and the basic plot is like, okay, you know, you have Scrooge wanting to go to Mount Neverest, you know, 
because of a secret reason that we learned later that, you know, he wanted to climb Mount Neverest to be the first person to climb to climb Mount Neverest, but he couldn't because, you know, he was green at the time, he was young, he was careless, and, and the adventurer he hired to take him, you know, got tired of his shit and just let him go. And it's kind of dark because <laughs> he basically just left him to die. <laughs> yeah, he did, because, like, he, he basically told him, because, like, the... The person he was with basically told him, drop the supplies. He refused to, so he went back down the mountain. So the other guy kept climbing up the mountain. And his last dying breath, he carved in the wall with his fingernail, curse you, and curse you, Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, and it's kind of, and that's what I love about this incarnation of the series is like, compared to the original series, like they're not afraid to go into, into darker territory. Like we said, because they've done dark humor before and they, and they do dark humor here as well. And I think that's pretty hilarious because, you know, it, it works because it's, 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 it's dark, but it's not like edgy dark. It's not like supposed to meant to shock you. You're meant to just laugh at how fucked up that the entire situation is. And, and it's funny because even his nephews bring up, oh, you basically left him to die. And he's like, no, no, no. I mean, he was a dick, you know? <laughs> yeah. I thought the, I thought the episode got kind of spoiled for me because, um, was it? Because they showed off a poster of, um, the guy climbing mouth, climbing this mountain. And you see another duck hanging off, off the end of the rope that's hanging at the bottom. And I immediately saw it, and I was basically like, that's Scrooge, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you kind of see that coming, but at the same time, it's like, that's not the biggest reveal. That's not the big reveal in the episode. No, no, that's not the biggest reveal. I I think, um, I I know what you're getting at, so... And then, quite honestly, I kind of understand your criticism, but honestly, that didn't bug me that that much, because I kind of saw that, I mean, because it wasn't a twist. I mean, it was basically, like, obvious, like, oh, you know, it's clear that Scrooge, you know wants to do this because, you know, he's very prideful. At least, what I love about this episode is, like, we get a lot of really great character development for Scrooge, which we have not gotten as much of lately. And I think, and to everyone who said, who was, like, very um, on the fence about David Tend and wondering, you know, would he make a great Scrooge McDuck, watch this episode, because his performance was really good. Like, hands down, this is the best acting he's done for the series thus far and i think he deserves way more credit than he's getting because he did a fantastic job really selling me on his scrooge because his scrooge unlike you know 1987 scrooge cares more about adventure he's more he's more arrogant in that he wants to right the wrongs of the past but not realizing that you know by doing so he's putting his family in danger and i think that's really a great character flaw that we haven't seen before with, with Scrooge, in, in animated form at least. I, th- I know in the comics he was much more flawed that way, but in, like I said before when, I, when we were reviewing the show, uh, the 1987 Scrooge for me, you know, kind of was very one note. He only cared about his money and all the plots focused on mostly about him and money. And with that, and to me, I kind of never could, uh, I mean, no offense to, to Alan Young, I mean, his Scrooge is like great and all, but I never liked the way he was written on the show. Yeah, I can see that, yeah. I mean, he does care about his family and all, but I think, I think my problem with the, with the 1987 series is that the, the writers cared a lot more, focused a lot more on Scrooge, um, what was it, with, with money instead of like adventure, which is what I think the, the strength of the show should have been. I mean, you you see the intro, and then they're all going on adventures and stuff, and then sometimes you get episodes where Scrooge is just like, 
worrying about his number one dime or his fortune getting stolen or something like that and it's kind of it's kind of anticlimactic you know <laughs> but but not but I'm I'm just rambling now <laughs> but point is um David Tennant was really great in this episode I think he was fantastic in as Scrooge and he really sold me on on the Scrooge I think and again very controversial opinion but so far I'm liking reboot Scrooge more than 1987 Scrooge in terms of character I mean, for me, yeah, at least. I, yeah, I thought it was a very fun episode, and I liked the twist of the whole. Um, the reason why no one ever been been able to reach top of the mountain is because of the um, random portals that generated around the mountain. And I like that because it once again brings back the supernatural element of the show, which I think is really good because they've already established that okay, magic does exist, and magic and science do exist in the show. And and it's kind of the norm, like yeah. it, it doesn't really. And what I like about it is like it doesn't phase Scrooge or, or his nephews one bit because they've been through this shit, you know. And I like that. There's oh, you yeah. know there's consistency in that. Oh yeah, definitely. And basically, they're like, okay, what is this time? Is it some evil scientist or inventor that using this to create what whatever, or is it some sort of magic or something like that? Which I liked. I I really did enjoy that as well. And, uh, and, and, and again, like there are, um, there are a lot of really funny moments in this episode. I like the joke about, uh, Louis saying, okay, we're going to get ready and we're going to find the treasure of Mount, Mount Neverest. And Scrooge goes, there's no treasure of Mount Neverest. And then he's like, done. <laughs> done. I'm out. I I think that was probably the best one. I think that is the best joke in the whole episode. I like that because it's so it sums up Louis's character so well because he just yeah. does not give a shit about anything yeah. unless it involves treasure. Yeah, and also the thing I love about it as well was that basically, what was it? They they established it by being a Christmas episode. How? Because basically Louis basically just said, 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 well, we couldn't be back home celebrating Christmas like a normal family. And, <laughs> and, I, and I like the fact that they pretty much established that Santa Claus does exist in this universe, but Scrooge and him aren't on the best of terms. Oh, yes. <laughs> Which I think is very hilarious. It's like, oh, why can't we wait for Santa? And then Scrooge goes, that man knows what he did. <laughs> <laughs> It's I mean stuff like that is really funny and and again like I like the fact that this show has a lot more dry humor like because because with with dry humor it's much more funnier for adults than the yeah. I mean it's it does have I think the thing that I'm I'm being harsh on the launchpad segments but I understand why they're there they're kind of there for more little kids to laugh at which I mean yeah. fine but as an adult it's kind of grating seeing him like bumble around and. And he's like, "Oh, I'm cursed, but not really." It, it felt like a, it, it felt like a really early Simpsons episode in that you know where 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 the where Homer was like really really dumb. Yeah, and, and I, then, I guess what you mean. And then that kind of sense, and that's fine because again, we've already established that Launchpad isn't the smartest guy, but we've already but we also established that he's kind of an idiot savant, and that you know he could speak. Um, could speak well as a Dutch, and he could um, handle snake poison, and he could uh, uh, what was it? Uh, and and when they went and they went and they went and when they went to uh, Shanghai, we we know that he has an adventurous side uh, with him because he has a whole hidden life that we 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 that we don't see on screen. 
So they've yeah. pretty much established him as an idiot savant, but at the same time here he's just a bumbling idiot. Yeah, it did definitely did felt felt like that. Which which again goes back to my argument of I'm guessing this was one of the earliest episodes they wrote before they knew what 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 um uh, what they wanted to do with the characters. It felt like that they needed to get this episode made. They could not have the delay on this episode because they wanted this to tie into their December themed Christmas episodes and stuff like that. You know, uh, I mean, so basically they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I kind of see why Disney held it until December because they're like, oh, you know, they mentioned Christmas at the beginning. It would make more sense if we aired this in December, which fine, I get that. But at the same time, it's like, I would much rather have an actual Christmas episode than you know, this. Yeah. So pretty much we established that um, they've been with them for quite a, they've been with, with them for roughly six months now with Scrooge or something like that. I can't remember. And and, and that's kind of one that I want to, to bring up is like, seeing as, as, as Louie mentions that it's Christmas, how long have they been with Scrooge at this point? Because it's a year, a month, a couple months now. So that, I mean, that kind of bugged me, which is weird because at, before this point, the show had like really a set, to, a, a set, um, a really str- a strong sense of continuity in that. Okay, they, um, they, they meet with Scrooge. They still, um, you know, they still act like you know they they get used to Scrooge. But here, it's like, how long have they been with him? You know, it's like because because they mention because Louis mentioned it, it's Christmas, and I'm kind of wondering, um, how long have they been with him at, at this point? You know. Yeah, <laughs> this way. I, I mean, I, I mean, I enjoyed the episode. I think. I mean, is this gonna just? Is this just a one-off, one-off episode now, or are they basically gone back to being on a schedule now? Because they haven't really made that clear. Well, it's Disney, and Disney is never really clear when it comes to their shows. That is kind of true. Yeah. I mean, them and Nick. I think the, them, Nickelodeon, and Cartoon Network are very terrible when it comes to telling you when they're going to be airing new episodes. And I'm kind of wondering, did they want to get this out because it was the last episode they got done before before the start of the new year, or because they wanted it to save it for Christmas? So I'm kind of wondering, was this episode meant to air before that, but then they decided, no, we're just going to pull it, and then we're just going to air it in December? Yeah, I, I got that feeling as well, because it's almost as if it's like they were committed to do a Christmas episode, and then Disney saw the episode and probably thought, this is not Christmasy enough, so let's show it at the, like, the, the start of december instead which is which is weird because like um what was it at the same at the same day a star versus the forces of evil aired their christmas special which felt more like a christmas special which you know (laughs) again goes to show you like how which again makes me wonder like did they have time to do did they have time to do a, a christmas special or did they just like was this episode just produced and done with one during during like early production because like I said, the episode feels like a very early draft type of story. I mean, that's not to say like that the that that the episode was bad and all. I mean, because it is. I mean, we get we get a lot of really great um, uh, Huey and um, and Scrooge moments in this episode, and Huey really gets to shine as well. In that they get to develop his character more, and it kind of has the jungle bo- the jungle movie problem in that you could have cut out Webby and Dewey and 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 uh, Louie, and and you could have and you wouldn't have missed nothing from the general plot. Yeah, that's kind of true. Yeah. And uh, another thing that really bugged me is like, where's Donald? Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering about that. I was like, yeah, we haven't seen Donald for a while. 
Like, I mean, they make a big deal about him having a b- bigger role in the show, and so far he really, he really hasn't really, he only had like one episode dedicated to him, and, 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 and other episodes he just felt like a supporting character, which I'm fine with, but I kind of, if you're going to go through the trouble of giving him a bigger role in this, this time around, and not have him go on adventures with the team on a regular basis, it kind of cheapens it, quite honestly. Yeah, it kind of does, yeah. But and that's why again it goes back to my argument. I kind of feel like this was an early draft type story, yeah. <laughs> because like they were, I'm pretty sure this was like one of the first uh, stories they wrote, and that okay, we want an adventure story and to just get to get a feel of the show. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, because the 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 plot the subplot with uh, Dewey and and Webby goes nowhere. It's easily like the worst subplot they do and, and they've done in the show so far in that uh, Webby wants to sled and, and, and Dewey teaches her how to sled. Like that's the entire episode. That's the entire subplot. It, yeah. does, it doesn't move this, those characters forward. I mean, they, that's why I think it goes back to my argument that it's just like the Hey Arnold Jungle movie where you could have cut out the um, the other kids and you wouldn't have missed anything. Like, they just felt like they were there because they needed yeah. to be there. And it's kind of, it kind of sucks. But again, I like the plot with Scrooge and, and, and Huey, but everything else was just awful. Like, it really, like, didn't click with me. I thought the uh, Launchpad subplot was kind of dumb. And I thought the subplot with Huey, with Dewey and um, and Webby just went nowhere. Which sucked, and and Louis was just there. I mean, Louis got a few co- a couple funny lines here and there, but he really didn't do anything. Like he saves Launchpad at the end from getting scam from getting scammed again, and that's pretty much it. And it kind of makes me wonder why he's even there to begin with. Like you said, I think he was just there for comic relief, to be honest, just just for this episode. Which is weird, considering like the previous episode, the Mummy episode. It, it it focused on him and Webby, and they had like a really good subplot in that episode. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of yeah. again, it's kind of jarring seeing yeah. episodes like this where one episode these characters are really well developed, and the next episode they're just like sad characters. <laughs> it is just like really jarring, and I think again, I like the Scrooge main plot, but I just felt like the rest of the stuff was early draft crap that really could have been if if they were given more time they could have uh written a better draft and and probably came up with a better reason for those characters to be there but from for what we got it was okay yeah definitely and then and the ending was pretty heartwarming as well i thought the ending was really really good you know good where, ending yeah. where they realized that oh you know family's more important than then you're know, climbing Mount, Ever- Mount Everest and yada yada yada, and I like and I like the the part where Scrooge uh, falls back uh, next to um, the same shirt um, that that explorer was wearing. That I didn't survive Mount, Mount Everest, and then he just like scratches scratches out I didn't, and it just says I survived Mount Everest, and he gives it to um, to Huey. I thought that was really yeah. well done. I thought that was a nice moment. Yeah, and the ending where <laughs> where uh oh, all they had to do the the main portal to get them to the top was right there, but they didn't find it in time, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. 
That was a really funny ending. Yeah, definitely. I mean, overall, I would rank this higher than the Beagle Boys um, debut episode, but I would rank the Shanghai episode much better, much higher than this. Oh yeah, I, I would agree with that totally as well. Um, I mean, I, I think that I mean, it, it had. I mean, I, feel, I mean, I really, I like the Beagle Boy episode, but again, I like this episode as well. So. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I can't, I can't really find anything to argue with that statement. <laughs> I mean, and and by that I mean this is one of the weakest episodes of the season. But yeah, you know, it's better than nothing. Yeah. And uh, speaking of better than nothing. <laughs> oh boy, um, where to begin? <laughs> uh, Mega Man Eleven is an actual thing now. They just announced it yesterday on on the thirtieth anniversary Mega Man stream, and it looks like a Mega Man game. Um. It looks better than the Mighty Number no. Nine. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Why do you think they are selling this? They have to be a reason behind it. Well, it's simple. Capcom needs money. <laughs> I, I, I am aw- I am aware of that, but don't you find it funny that the one franchise for years they refused to go back to, kicking and screaming? Yeah, you, you know. I reckon my line and number nine might have done something to trigger it a little bit. I mean, they kind of tested the waters with like the Mega Man collections. Like they released like the first half a couple years ago. Yeah, they, they released like the first half in 2016, and the second half this year. And I'm kind of thinking you wouldn't do that unless you you had you you had plans for a for a Mega Man 11. Because releasing Mega Man 11 on its own and not having the previous games be available to current uh, console players would just be fucking stupid. Especially considering all those games are, like, really primitive and can easily be put on current consoles, no problem. Yeah. And they did. And and to, to their credit, I know people love to give Capcom a lot of shit, but to their credit, they managed to do a decent port of those games on next-gen consoles. So, I mean, I mean, what I've been told, they look very, very good on Steam as well. So they done a good job doing that as well. Yeah. So, but then again, they're like pixel art, so it's not, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's tough to make that look like shit. <laughs> yeah, but again, like, like I said, if if Sega, well, I know it's not the same company, if Sega can fuck up porting Sonic the Hedgehog onto GBA, it can be done. Oh, uh, I, I got it. You remember the um, speaking of Sonic the Hedgehog, I, I kind of. Yeah, you remember the um, the first time they tried porting Sonic to the PlayStation Three, and it was really awful. Oh yeah, I I never played that version, but yeah, I have heard stuff about about it, it wasn't good. And and and, the, and then they came out with like the Sega Genesis collection, which had the actual good port of Sonic, and the only yeah. way to and you and and what pisses me off is like they released Sonic One and Two, but the only way to play Sonic CD and Sonic Three was if you get the Sega Genesis collection, which is just such horseshit. Yeah, like they couldn't have released those games separately. Yeah, I know. I, I never understood that. Really, never understood that. Where they just released the first two games, and then they said, "Fuck it," you know, we'll just bundle the rest of the games on on a fucking collection. 
And I'm guessing that's what Capcom did with, which ironically, that that's what Capcom did with Mega Man. They didn't release any of the games separately. They just released it in one collection and just said, fuck it, here you go. <laughs> and and from what I hear, the second collection actually takes up a lot more space than the, actual, than the first collection because of, you know, Mega Man... Mega Man 8, I think it was. Uh, 7 and 8 were 3D games, while the others were pixelated, which, you know, go figure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. So, I mean, that's kind of why it's jarring for me to uh, to watch a 3D Mega Man game, you know, classic 2D style, because it kind of reminds me of Mega Man 8, and Mega Man 8, uh, Mega Man 7 and 8 weren't that good. <laughs> so... I'm hoping they learned their lesson. Well, I mean, it's like... What is it? They've done... Was it 9 and 10, right? They did it in the old 8-bit style, right? Yeah. They could have easily gone back to that, but I think they've proven that basically they've done two games of that. They don't need to, like, that heavily... I know it's nostalgia. I know the 90s are bigger than Roman and all that sort of stuff, but... I'm glad they've gone forward with it again. Like, I guarantee you if they did another 8-bit version of the game, people will call them out on their bullshit. Plus, you know, plus I think being Capcom and and people giving them... I mean, they already got shit for basically reusing character models for Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, you know? (laughs) So... Yeah, I remember saying about that, yeah. (laughs) I'm not kidding. They they copy-pasted zero... Um, Ghost Rider, Dante, Morrigan, Ryu, Chun-Li. Like, all these yeah. characters are just, like, copy-pasted from Mar- Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Like, they, much, they just did not... much any character that was in the previous game, <laughs> yeah, basically, reuse them. Which, I, I mean, saw. which I mean, I understand, like, they did that in the sprite era, but, you know, back then they were sprites, you know? But this is, like, full-on 3D models, for fuck's sake. And now they're, and now that game is sold so poorly that they're now relying on fucking DLC for costumes and DLC characters to to um make up the profits. Yeah, <laughs> it's just horrifying. And again, I, I was kind of worried because looking at the state of Capcom right now, and and the fact that they had like two failures with Street Fighter Five and 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 Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, I was kind of worried if we were ever going to see a Mega Man game again. But thankfully, I was wrong. Again, I think they're desperate. <laughs> but, but okay, to be fair, Resident Evil 7 was like their biggest bestseller for 2017, so... Yeah. You know, I, that, that kind of saved them. <laughs> yeah, I will, will say that. Again, if basically, I think I think with Capcom at the moment, their mentality is like, okay, at least if we can get, a, get at least one game that sells money out of the door each year, one big game, we should be fine. Because, uh, I mean, it's one of the things. It's it's no secret. Capcom doesn't have a lot of money. They don't. And it, it, that's that's the state of the industry at the moment. Unfortunately, with with some companies, like some companies don't have the money to make these games, and it's kind of a sad fate. Fate of, well, you know. <laughs> I mean, but but with them, it's kind of jarring because uh, I remember a couple of years ago when Street Fighter uh, Four came out. They were on the top of the on top of the world. They were like, yeah. "Holy shit!" They could. They were like, "That that game when that game came out, it 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 brought back Street Fighter 
and made it and made it into a successful franchise again because like holy shit you know it, it was it was like the first legit good legit really well done uh 3d street fighter game that we got and then they got greedy and released like several versions of that and then yeah <laughs> Basically, they, they tried to do a lot of stuff that they did back in the, the 90s with, with their consoles, and it didn't work. I, again, I think it did work back then, but it doesn't work now because people said, well, why should I pay this X amount of money for a full-price game, for a exact same game with a few extra characters and a few extra content, you know? I mean, I kind of understand, like, re-releasing a game, like, a complete edition or a game of the year edition for, for, for people who missed out on it first time around. And for people yeah. who want to get all the DLC on disc, that's fine. But if you're going to release a, if you're going to release, like, the complete, uh, another version of the game, like, what was it? Six months after the, the, the original game came out? Yeah, you can fuck right off with that bullshit. <laughs> Again, they try to pull that stunt all the time. It backfires. I remember when they said Street Fighter Five was just going to be one version, and they're not going to make another version of it. Guess Ooh. which? Guess which? What's coming out next year? <laughs> Street Fighter Five Ultimate. Street Fighter Four. Uh, Street Fighter Five Arcade Edition. Oh my God! Why? <laughs> I, I'm, I shit you not, and their big selling point is like, okay, here's Street Fighter Four Five, but it has an arcade mode. <laughs> That's their selling point. I shit you not. Look it up. That's oh, their biggest okay. fucking selling point for Street Fighter Five. If they can just capitalize on, I don't know, maybe I'm thinking very, very loosely here. If they can capitalize on. The only franchise, I, I, the only I, I, two, I don't, I don't the only I, franchise I, they have that's still going strong is Resident Evil. That's it. That's the only franchise they have that they haven't completely bucked, butt fucked. But give them time, they will find a way to butt fuck that franchise. But again, they almost did with that. Um, oh, I can't remember what the name of the game was, but um, uh, Resident Evil Six. Oper- no, Operation Raccoon City. Oh fuck that game! That game was awful. Yeah. Oh god. So, six six I could see him coming back from, but Christ. Operator Raccoon City was just like Oh dear, you, you you pretty much gone completely away from what you meant to. It's is it bad when good again going on a tangent here with Resident Evil Six quickly. Is it bad that I gave up on the game because the inventory system pissed me off to no extent? Oh, it's like oh, especially with Chris's campaign where it's like, here's the monster Here's a gun with five bullets. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, huh? I swear to God. I mean, I, I get having a challenging game, but if I have to stop a fucking boss fight and run around like a fucking retard looking for ammo and then getting my ass killed because I couldn't find fucking ammo, you know your game is a piece of shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> And and it's kind of it's so weird because like they re released like uh, all the Resident Evils on current next gen consoles. I think the only two they haven't re released are Resident Evil Two and Resident Evil Three on current. Yeah, three. Gen- yeah, and that's it. And it again, I, I'm getting still surprised they haven't remastered. They haven't remade two or three yet. Oh, they're working on. And- a, they're reworking. They're working on a remake of two right now. 
That should be out. Yeah. Uh, that should be out either next year or 2019. Uh, we just have to wait and see. Because I, I, I looked up on uh, some news on that, and they said that the next uh, Resident Evil game is going to be the remake uh, of 2. I guarantee you, if that flops really badly, that will more than likely kill them. Uh, Resident Evil 7 did really well. No one expected that game to do half as good as it did, to be quite honest. Well, I think the reason why it did so well, because it took it in a new direction and went back to the horror, status quo horror, and also, secondly as well, there wasn't that much hype for it. <laughs> That's probably the reason why. Yeah, I mean... And it is what it is. And um, I'm hoping this does well. I mean, it's Mega Man. I'm hoping it does well. I'm excited for it. And if it does well, maybe, you know, Capcom will give us more Mega Man games down the line. Who knows? We can drink. We can all drink. <laughs> so I'm going to stay optimistic about this. So I'm really hyped for this, and uh, I'll look look forward to playing it. Hopefully it plays well and isn't fucking cheap. <laughs> Unlike, uh, say, uh, Mighty Number no. 9. <laughs> or it gets cancelled like Mega Man World or Legends 2. Oh, they're not gonna cancel it because they're fucking desperate for money. Have you seen? Have you seen the DLC for Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite? How fucking costly that is! Oh god, yeah. Oh yeah. What was it? What was it? Uh, Forty bucks for a character pass? Fuck right off. <laughs> what was it? I think was it on the PSN network. I saw it being advertised. I think it still is that price. What was it? You buy the main game and you buy the access pass with all the extras ahead of time, and you paying something like was it like seventy five pounds? Yep, ninety nine. Yeah, and I'm like Jesus Christ. We're desperate for fucking money. Also, the collection edition look, looks like garbage. Have you actually seen the collection edition? Oh, the, oh, the they showed stuff? like they showed um. Really cool Infinity Stones, and what you get are, like, painted eggs in the final. <laughs> yeah, that's so bad. It looks like a fucking prop from the 60s Batman TV show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> looks like an egghead um, prop from the 1966 Batman TV show. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks terrible. <laughs> to be bluntly honest. I've seen customizers in cosplay who who've made better Infinity Stones for their cosplays, and those yeah, people and those just... people and those people only have like what a minimum wage to work with when it comes to designing their costumes. Yep. So yeah, and speaking of the Infinity Stones, I mean, I guess Ooh. I ha- I guess I have to talk about this uh, Infinity War. The trailer dropped. Oh. And it's the most viewed movie trailer on YouTube. It was a last time I checked was that something like apparently within a day it managed to get two point nine million views or something like that. Ridiculous. Which is unheard of for a movie trailer, but you know, there you go. I think it, it's. Bye. I think it, it just goes to show you that it's it's. Per, I, let's let's be honest. It's the new Star Wars. This franchise is the new fucking Star Wars. No one gives a shit about Star Wars anymore. This is the new fucking money maker right here. Yeah, and this is going to be kind of interesting because um, have you been hearing the rumors recently about a certain mouse want to buy a certain twentieth twentieth century studio? Oh, they're never going to do that. <laughs> yeah. 
I beg the differ. I really beg the differ. I think some sort of deal's happening, and I guarantee you some sort of negotiation will happen and some sort of deal will be reached. Again, it's Rupert fucking Murdoch. He will sell anything at the right price. He, not to speak ill of the Murdochs, but again, everyone has in the whole entire fucking industry and outside the industry, so I'm, I'm going to put my two cents in it. They're nothing more than money-grubbing bastards that don't care about anyone if along that it affects their own means of their own lifestyle and living. If they can make a profit off it or they can make money off it, they will sell it or they will buy it. <laughs> who, the hell, who the hell are you? I'm Rupert Murdoch and this is my building. <laughs> and he just yeah. like, he was, I love that episode where he has like, he throws a smoke bomb and then, and, 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 and then two British, two British bobbies pop out of nowhere and they're like, oi, 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 oi. But no, this is what I mean. It's like, yeah. They will sell. I, I guarantee you. Because have you heard the rumor? Apparently, how much they want to. Have you heard the rumor? The rumor number that apparently going around that they want. Um, they're looking at Disney. Looking at to give um, 20th Century Fox to get to get it full. How much? Okay, at the moment, the number is somewhere between. They're estimating somewhere between. 40 billion to 60 billion. I mean, I kind of know where they want, why they want that, because, again, they want the rights to the X-Men and Fantastic Four back, but they also want the rights to the original Star Wars movies, because, yeah, because those rights don't expire until 2020. Yeah, and they want it before that. Yeah. <laughs> and also, they got their own digital platform coming up soon, so if they can get hold of, of it, they're going to have a lot of stuff to put on their own digital platform to compete with Netflix. Yeah, but I kind of don't see it happening, because, you know, Fox is way more stubborn than you, than you think. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I think it will happen. I, I think it will happen. It's, again, it... <sighs> I mean, I just got a weird inkling. I think it's going to happen. I think some sort of deal is going to be finalized. I don't think, I, I think, I think that's what a lot of people don't seem to get with it. I don't. I think it's not going to be for the entirety of Fox. I, I reckon it's going to be for a large majority share of Fox. Yeah, I mean, you know? um, uh, I, I'm, I would imagine they just want the rights to. To, to the X-Men and Deadpool st- uh, and, and what was it, Fantastic Four and the rights to the Star Wars movies that they don't yeah, but, the I can, but I think the way they're getting around it now because I think they're getting sick and tired of keep getting shot down in some time when a deal does come up I think they're just going to buy a giant chunk of the studio instead you know? Maybe, I don't know Yeah, but getting back to the Avengers trailer it's interesting, I, I think it's going to be it's going to make a lot of money Every day is amount of money. I think uh, next year is going to be the year where uh, an Avengers movie is going to make more money than a Star Wars movie. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah. Because that, because that, that, I'm telling you right now that Han Solo, that Han Solo movie is going to be like the biggest uh, Star Wars un- underdeveloped uh, movie that they have. Cause... I think that's going. I got a feeling that's going to be a huge flop. Yeah, because no fucking... With all the production problems and the fact no one wants a fucking young Holland Solo movie, no one asked for this at all. No. 
It's kind of sad when people were more asking for a Boba Fett movie than a Han Solo film. Because, because here's the thing. To them, Star Wars fans grew up knowing one thing. Han Solo is Harrison Ford. Yeah. And I don't think they will ever accept anyone else in that role. <laughs> no, that's I think that's kind of the sad truth when it comes to it. To Harrison Ford playing that role and... Um, I think that them going forward with trying to get that made, I think it's not the best thing at the moment. But when compared to Marvel with, with their properties, especially with Infinity War coming out, they, they've they earned, earned this film. No doubt about it. For anyone who said that, oh, they rushed it. No, they have spent practically almost 10, year, 10 years worth of films and TV shows and spin-off, you, you name it, building up to this, and I think they've done a good enough job with it, I think that people are excited for it, I think people are going to see it, I think it's very, very likely it's going to be the top film, it's going to be the highest gross of film of all time, if they play their cards right. I kind of, I mean, I mean, I'm not a fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but I kind of want it to, to do well, because I, I just want... I just want any fucking movie to knock Avatar off the top spot. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm tired of it being a James Cameron film. <laughs> but I know James Cameron, he's probably just going to spike him. Right? Aha, I'm going to release Avatar again with an extra five minutes worth of footage. I just want someone to knock that fucking movie off its pedestal. Because I, I hate the fact that I live in the world where it's the highest grossing movie of all time. <laughs> I mean, I, I can live. I can live with it being a superhero film. To be honest, quite, to be quite frank. I'm you like, know? I'm like anything, anything that's not a James Cameron movie. Just please, please. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not a fan of the Marvel universe, but goddamn it, I just want someone to knock, to knock fucking Cameron down a peg because I fucking hate that guy so much. Yeah. Because oh. I mean, no, 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 guys. I'm totally making Avatar two. I'm totally making Avatar two. And, and and by the way, Disney wasted so much goddamn money building that fucking Avatar themed bullshit at their park, right? Oh god, the data, yeah. Like yeah, that's they that's gonna it. that's gonna bring in fucking tourists right there. Ugh. Ooh, yeah, that was. It's like, hey kids, and... remember Avatar? That movie you don't remember watching that doesn't even air on fucking TV anymore. Yeah. And do you remember that film that? That's almost nearly almost ten years old. No, don't worry, no, don't worry, guys. Avatar two is coming. Avatar two is coming. <laughs> Sit down, enjoy, and you know, Avatar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, God, you know, I, I said I'm going to talk about the Avengers trailer, and I've talked about nothing except the Avengers. Except, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I mean, I mean, here's the thing, though. I think what bothers me the most about it is, like, I, I get what they're going with, but there's some stupid... Okay, Captain America's meant to be in hiding, right? Yes. Why is he wearing his, his Captain America uniform, then? I'm guessing he's still had it in storage somewhere, and basically, like, you know what, I'm going to wear it. <laughs> I just bugged the shit out of me. It's like, oh, man... I haven't seen you all in all these years, and he's still wearing the uniform. I'm like, motherfucker, do, do you wash? Do you bathe? Have you not taken off that fucking uniform until, until since Civil War? It's a, Pete's like, it's falling apart. Literally, it's falling apart. 
I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I mean that that kind of bugged me, and I'm not. Have you seen the Thanos memes that, that are going on, on the internet right oh, now? Oh, my my favorite one has to be the um, pawn um, pawn shop one, where basically they photoshop Thanos' head on the uh, main guy who runs the pawn shop. <laughs> the um, it's great, and I saw a Napa one as well. Uh, I saw the Homer Simpson one, the Hank Hill one, the pawn shop one. It's really funny because. Again, my biggest problem is like, it's meant to be a tense scene, right? But it cannot take Thanos seriously where, where he just shows up in a fucking tank top. <laughs> like, it just, ah. The thing that annoys me about it, like, I get it, he has wore that sort of get up before in, in the comics, but again, here's the problem. The last time we saw Thanos in a trailer, he was wearing the full get up. Yep, and he just shows up on Earth and he's like, yep, what's up, bitches? I'm here. <laughs> you, you know what? I'm going to fight you in my casual wear. Because I just feel like it's, it's going to be a cash day here. But you're going to destroy Earth. I know, it's a casual day for me. <laughs> and and, and, and I, think, I think the thing that worries me the most as well is like, it's going to have the... It's gonna have the same problem uh, Civil War had, where they just add in so much characters that it, they just get lost in the shuffle, and I see that happening here as well. Like, I, it's clear that, um, I can already tell, like, Loki's not gonna do shit, and Thor's probably gonna, pro- Thor's probably gonna not do shit as well. <laughs> well, I can kind of read it already. What What's gonna happen is that, um, Loki's gonna give Thanos the cube. And once he give him the we give him the cube, he goes he's going to spare his life, and basically he's going to become one of his commanders. That is exactly what's going to happen. Because they show Vision like getting his um his Infinity Stone ripped out with the scepter. So yeah, I'm that's, guessing that's, Loki does that. Yeah, that's the mind control gem. Um, so we already established that he Thanos at least gets three gems in this film. Possibly, maybe four. I mean, he gets all of them eventually. Yeah, well, well, there's a part two. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't, you don't want to blow your load, load yet. <laughs> I'm pretty sure um, Vision's gonna die because they showed him and Scarlet Witch happy together, and they and they never show anyone happy together unless they can tell you that there's something's bad is about to happen to them. <laughs> the only time they managed to pull that off was Hawkeye. Oh yeah, I forgot. He had he has like, hey, here's my family that you'll never get to see again. It'll never get mentioned again after this. Okay. And and we're all happy, Mary, and I'm gonna go on retirement. Oh no, wait, there's the old movie true. I'm about to go on retirement, I'm gonna get killed off. No, wait, I wait, what? I'm alive? This isn't the norm. <laughs> and 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 I think what bugs me again is like I don't I don't get why um why um, Black Widow is blonde? I don't. I, my only theory is it's like <laughs> I know this is a very stupid one as well. Um, Scarlett Johansson had a film she had to do, and they were not allowed to change her hair color to be red. And it kind of bugs me because I saw the pictures for the Vanity Fair uh, cover with her, and I'm like, is that Mockingbird? I feel like that's Mockingbird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, just give her a mask, and there you go. She's Mockingbird now. <laughs> well, they can't do Mockingbird. They've already done Mockingbird in the TV show. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Never mind. 
But it, it feels as if basically all the Avengers basically they brought the actors in and said, right, you've got to get geared up. All the actors told them, no, we're going to do this film casually, but this is Infinity. No, we're going to do this casually. <laughs> you know, with all they set up and design and everything like that. Everyone's like, Robbie Downey Jr. wearing a hoodie, Chris Hemsworth wearing, decided he grew his beer out and wear an Avengers uniform that's falling apart by the ribbons. Um, we got Scar Johansson just didn't bother the dyer hair and stuff like that. You, you know, it's, it's, it's like all that stuff. So, no, we're going to do this really casually, even though it's just like our biggest film. The only one to bother to turn up to, I don't know, the look, like his playing his part was um, was Spider Man. <laughs> I mean, he did see Strange in his get up in, in the beginning. Oh, that that get up is so good. I mean, I, they, I was... showed, they showed that off in um, for Ragnarok, and he had the gloves and everything. Like, I went, oh my god, that's perfect. Yeah, because I was kind of. I mean, Doctor Strange is an okay movie, but I, my biggest complaint about that was like, oh man, he doesn't have the gloves, and then. And then towards the end of the movie, you see him with the gloves, and I'm like, okay, that's that's fine. You got There's me there. <laughs> yeah. Which, according to Hollywood, doesn't. Which, according to the Hollywood Reporter, doesn't make much money anymore. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly. I mean, I read that stupid fucking article where they're like, "Oh, origin superhero origin movies aren't making money anymore." And then uh, you look at, and then you look at numbers of Doctor Strange, Wonder Woman, and, and Spider Man Homecoming. <laughs> yeah, and then also then you look at stuff like, um, what is it, um, Guardian of the Galaxy as well, and you're just like, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I and I kind of I kind of <laughs> see I kind of see what they're doing, and and, and I want to get into my my biggest point is like the biggest news that I want to talk about regarding Avengers is that. Uh, Kevin Feige has come up and come out and said that um, Avengers Four, which is basically part two of this, is gonna be the finale, which makes me think that all the old cast members are gonna retire because I remember I remembered that their contracts expire after this. All of them do. I think the only one that I mean the only ones that are not gonna expire are the Guardian of the Galaxy ones. I can see. Um, Maybe Cumberbatch as well, because Cumberbatch just signed on for... Or maybe he didn't sign on for that many movies. I mean, it's going to be just going to be interesting. It, well, again, he, I think he signed on to do at least three Doctor Strange films, so he's going to be around for a while. Yeah, because he's still new, and I think Paul Rudd's still going to be around because he's still Ant-Man. I mean, going, I mean, going into the new films basically the only ones are going to be around we're going to have Ant-Man we're going to have Spider-Man still going to be around we're going to have um, Doctor Strange we're going to have Black Panther um, Captain Marvel is another one as well going forward with these with these new films you know because uh, Johnny because I think because I think the biggest three that are going there aren't going to be around after after Avengers 4 are uh, are Evans Junior uh, Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Hemsworth yeah. Because they pretty much... If you've seen Thor Ragnarok, you fucking know what's going to happen to Thor. He's going to become king of, of Asgard when they get when they get all that shit settled again. I mean, my prediction is Robin Downey Jr. will be around still. Um, not in the sense of, like, being in the films, but his character still might be around. They might reference him now and again. I don't um, want him to to be like in Homecoming where he just like takes up half the fucking plot for no reason. Yeah. I mean, he he's still going to be around. Um, 
I mean, like I said, Ford's going to essentially become Odin in that sense. He, that, Pete's like, he's missing an eye. He's essentially Odin. <laughs> he's, um, he's growing his beard. He's lost his eye. Yeah, he's Odin. Yeah. And then was it, I reckon Captain America's going to get killed off. You think so? Yeah, I, I've got, I think, I think they're going to kill him off. I wouldn't be surprised if they, they need to make this film very impactful and if if anyone's going to get killed off and if they're going to have a legacy character, a other legacy character apart from Miss Marvel, I think it's going to be Captain America because you can easily replace him. And they also got people lined up already that can be the next Captain America in these films already. you got, what is it? you got Winter Soldier, that's one, and then you got Falcon as well. They can easily replace the oh role God, of Captain I, I America. I do not want to see Anthony Mackie as Captain America. Oh, God, that'd be horrible. <laughs> Well, it's been set up, so it's going to be one of the two. Uh, well, I mean, I would rather have the guy who played Bucky, because the guy who played Bucky can at least fucking act. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, not a fan of Anthony Mankey. He's very terrible. <clears throat> Fair enough. But no, I, I that's what I reckon is going to happen. I think Cap's going to get killed off in part one of Infinity War. Maybe, I don't know. Because I, I thought, um, cause, well, yeah, well, now that you mention it, it would be way too too obvious that they killed off Iron Man, plus his death would be meaningless, because he really isn't, yeah. hasn't been doing shit for these movies for the past couple of... Uh, last yeah. time he was important was, what, Avengers 1, where he yeah. saved the world? That, that was it. Yeah, and, and the thing is, as well, he... Also, the guy, Chris... Evans, who's playing Captain America, I think he wants to get more into directing stuff now. So, you know. Because <laughs> I was wondering, because I remember him saying that he wanted to retire after after finishing up his Marvel contract, which I'm kind of yeah. wondering, yeah, you're going to retire, but what are you going to do after that? I'm like, and then and then I realized, oh, he's a director and he directed a really good movie, and I'm kind of wondering, you know what? I, I would actually want to see him do, go up and do directing. Yeah. Because he seems like the kind of guy who would make the kind of movies I would want to watch. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's like, I can see him, I can see they're killing off Captain America. If they're going to kill anyone off in the first part. And I think they should kill someone off to make the make Infinity War that much more dangerous. Because oh, they don't, they, unlike they, they unlike don't... Civil War, where the stakes couldn't be any less higher because no one died. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, the last time they killed off a superhero, an actual good guy superhero in the in this film franchise was comes to mind to to my mind was um, Quicksilver. Oh, well, you mean the death that could have easily been avoided had it been written by a competent writer? <laughs> you do realize that he was originally he wasn't meant to die in that film. There's actually footage of him actually with the Avengers in the final shot of the film. I know. But then, but and, then Disney but then was Disney like, step. nah. <laughs> Kill him. <laughs> he could have easily avoided his death, but no. Nope. He didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Man, if only I had the power of, of, like, running real fast. That would have helped me. Yep. <laughs> oh, wait. I just remember, I do. Oh shit, I forgot. I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> which I mean which which again is pointless because he's just introduced in one movie and the audience has no real attachment to him. 
So why the fuck should they care if he dies? Yeah. Like, and I mean, if Captain America dies, it will be more important because we've already been attached to him. We've had like three movies with him, and we know him, and 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 um, we know his character. So you know, if he dies, or if Robert, or if um, Iron Man dies, it would make more sense because the audience is more attached to those characters. Unlike, say, um, Quicksilver, who was only introduced in one movie, and that was it. So, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. So, I don't know. I mean, if, if they're going to kill someone off, it better be important. I mean, I, I reckon Infinity War, they're going to kill off Captain America. And, That's um, and how do the... Um, how do the other characters um, factor into this, though? That's my question. Oh, I mean, I think basically they need to show how dangerous Thanos can be and why not kill off, like, the biggest character that the large majority of the Marvel Cinematic Universe looks up to. Every single hero looks up to Captain America. Every single hero knows who Captain America is in that sense, you know? Yeah, that would make more sense. Yeah. And, uh... <clears throat> Yeah, that, that's that's pretty much it. Um, anything else you want to add before we get we get out of here? Um, no, I'm I'm good. Yeah, because I think I've said all I needed to say about the Avengers movie. I, honestly, I mean, it looks it looks like you know if if you enjoy these movies, you know, great on you. I mean, I'm, I'm personally not a not a big fan of them, and you know, but I understand the appeal. So you know, if you enjoy them. Uh, good on you, and I hope and I hope this movie dethrones Avatar as the top-grossing movie of all time. So, with that said, I would like to thank you for listening, and we'll see you all later. Bye-bye. Bye.